back again, another week. Byron Mouton Show, PlayersVoice.com, Maryland Men's Basketball Show with Byron Mouton. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by the man of the hour, the man created, well, not the creator, but the reason the show exists, Byron Mouton. How you doing, buddy? Hey, man, I'm doing great, man. My daughter was a little sick last week. I think I ended up catching the bug. I don't know if it was the Terps lose to Minnesota or it was my daughter. I'm wasn't sure. Rough but weekend. I feel good. Rough after that. Around, rough yeah, rough weekend, man. I'm glad, you know, they got the win against Michigan. I think that helped with that virus or whatever that bug I had. But I, I can say once again, I don't know if the Terps gave me the virus or, or my daughter. Right. And the man behind the scenes, A1, how you doing, buddy? Great, man. Good, good, good. We, 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 uh, we just started talking before we recorded the show, and I mean, we were getting into a great conversation about the current state of Maryland basketball. And I said, "Man, let's let's go ahead and start recording and get this on tape." I don't even want to pick up mid-conversation what we had, but um, rough, rough, rough little two-game stretch there. Last time we talked, we were um already moved on past Minnesota without playing Minnesota, and yeah. apparently we weren't the only ones. The team moved on past Minnesota as well. And when next thing you know, we look up and we are on a two-game. Losing streak to two unranked teams. We finished up with a nice victory um, against Michigan, where we seemed dominant for the majority of the game and let them slip back in. But we have a lot of different things to discuss, so let's see where we want to where we want to start. Um, where we, I I I want to go right to what the conversation that we were just having. Um, but I feel like we'd be glossing over some other stuff. Nutshell. Um, we walk in the room. Mouton is his upbeat, normal self, and I'm my uh, down, down uh, self as normal on the team. And he said, "Man, you can't be one of those fans that gives up on us." To which A1 replies, "Man, don't you remember when when that 2000 team, 2001 team went the uh, went through that law, and and people gave up on them?" And uh, I said, "I remember. I remember. And we've talked about it several times on this show." <laughs> And I remember, like you said, the icing on the cake, that Florida State game, and it hurt. It did hurt. But I, for some reason, I don't know, maybe it's because I was a student at the time, and I knew you guys personally, and, you know, watch every single game like my life depended on it. I never got the feeling that you guys were a fraud. I felt like that one just felt like bleeding. That It, it just felt like a four, like, what was it, three or four games in a row? Four games. Four games. It never just forget felt that. like, never it forget felt that. like bleeding, free-falling. I never felt like you guys were a fraud. Again, it might be because I all, I knew all of you personally. This team, I just I watched the games. I love all five of the starters. I just feel like we are not the sum of our parts, by, and not even close. And then you watch a game like, yes, we're losing Diamond Stone. Um, he sets down for one game. But I do not think Diamond Stone is the difference between being the number two team in the country and beating Minnesota. Oh, it's not even close. Uh, it's a pride thing, man. Like I say, and I told you from the start of this show this season, man, Maryland struggles big time on the road. Yes. I just, just, and you know, and, and it's sad because like they're a great team and it's, it's almost like a situation where, man, you got to get up for every game. And you look at the home games, everybody talk about how Maryland's always a slow start, but before they lose to West Council, they never lost at home. So you really couldn't dig into it because they never lost you know the, the, like i said to everybody man get the win and move on uh it's all about wins and losses uh but when you lose at home against the wisconsin now everybody got a lot of stuff to say they lost from, of, the, from the from the yeah from the jump from the tip yeah, ball to yeah. the end of the whistle they they were yeah, minnesota i mean wisconsin man it was on it man it was hitting shots uh they was aggressive they was 
They took Melo out the game. They made him shoot a lot of jump shots. But uh, going to the Minnesota game, I called it, like I say, uh, from the beginning of the season, Maryland just – they just struggle on the on the road, and they don't have their fans to, to get them hype or get them pumped up to come back and get those wins. And uh, unfortunately, Minnesota 0 and 13, and they come back and they get a win. And uh, is it that big of a difference on the road? I mean, obviously it's huge, man. It's conference play. It's conference play, man. I mean, you know, uh, it's huge, man. I play a lot of you know college basketball on the road, man. Uh, obviously, Duke is the craziest place mm-hmm. that I ever played, but. Mm-hmm. Conference role game is tough, man. I mean, if you look throughout the, you, basically, if you, tough. everybody else went there and won. Where? Minnesota, <laughs> well, we didn't. I, mean, I know. We wouldn't focus. We wouldn't yeah. focus, and uh, it happens. And uh, you know, if you look throughout the conference uh, play throughout the country, you know, sometimes you see these upsets. Like, wow, how can a, a Kansas State beat a Kansas? Wow, how can a uh, a Texas beat a Oklahoma? It, it happens, man. And uh, absolutely, yeah, it, it's on the road and. Uh, you know, it happens. College basketball right now is so leveled out. It's amazing how college basketball this year is just leveled out. It, it, apparently, I mean, as soon as you get ranked high, you just lose. It's yeah. Like it's, it's mandatory. It's crazy. Like last week, two, three, four, five, and six lost. Yeah, and then I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> okay, good. I, I look and you say, wow, two, three, four, five. Okay, so we win. We're right it's back up two. there. Yeah. And, you know, and then you look and it's like, oh, we gotta, I'm already planning our trip to number one. Yeah. I'm like, we beat this Minnesota, obviously. I was like, I don't, they have to move us up because the three teams in front of us lose. Yeah. I was like, we win out these other two games, we can be right back. And then we go out there and lose. It's yeah, to it's crazy. make it just unanimous that pretty much every team with the exception of Villanova <laughs> lost. lost. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know what that says about college basketball. I guess what it says is you're right is that the, there's Super. two ways to look at it. Yeah. And, and whether it's that the talent is spread out and there's no dominant team and there's more parity than ever in college basketball. Yeah. Or you can just say, none of these teams are that good. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody beatable. That's how I look at it. I mean, they, I think they are because a lot of these teams have talented players. It's just they spread it out. Normally, like, you know, the top teams or the traditional team to have six, seven big-time players. Now they have four or three, you know, and and a team with, like, two talented players, but they got eight guys that extremely get up for the game and excited about playing and plays hard. And they're on, they're clicking, and that's how sometimes, you know, they beat the associate tier teams. So. Um, the, the Minnesota game, it was like everything that we had been talking about Man. at the same time just came about. Everything good? It just it was like everything came about at the same time, especially the bench. It's just, we. I mean, it's not to beat a dead horse at this point, but, I mean, the bench play has just gotten to literally non-existent. And once, we, once you remove Diamond Stone, excuse me, from the starting one, from the starting lineup and Dodd, who actually um, who went and got the start, went out there, played. He did what he, you know, he got his six blocks, which is a lot of blocks. He did his rebounds. He did what he's supposed to do, and um, got two points off the bench. Two points. Uh, Brantley's plays twelve minutes, gives you zero points. Um, Makings twelve minutes, zero points. Just just zero points after. Uh, <laughs> Suleiman comes up with a twenty-eight point game, one assist. Uh, 28 points sounds great. Uh, never been a fan of the one assist point guard thing. Yeah. And Melo follows up that one for 14 game with a three for 11 game. And now we're looking at Melo has hit an extremely uh, uh, cold spell. And again, at the beginning of the year, not in a million years would it pay me to say this, that I'd be saying this right about now, but I need more Jake, man. Yeah, yeah, he's been I, consistent. I, I, you know, you, 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 you've been killing it. I was Jake killing Lake. him earlier. You was killing for the last two, three weeks. I've been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been playing, man. He don't. He, he's his shots are very limited, very. but he's shooting at a high percentage. 
And, uh, I think, yeah, you know, you, and, and, you know, as a point guard, as a coach, as a teammate, I don't know, man. I just feel you should recognize that. Yeah. And, and let's, let's get him more touches. But, cause but, he's right now, he's probably our most consistent player so, on limited touches. And here's the thing that here's it goes down to because it's easy for us to say that. Yeah, it and, is. And we think it's easy <laughs> for a coach. But now here's the thing is where it comes into whose team is this because while we can see that said point guard or shooting guard is ice cold and they yeah. need to get the ball to Jake, it's their job to get the ball to Jake. So they're not thinking in the head, I'm not, I'm ice cold. Let me get the ball to Jake. Yeah. Like you said, you played with Steve. Who's distributing the ball? So you didn't have, yeah. you know, you yeah. didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. And when the point guard is the guy who's going three for eleven and jacking up fourteen or fifteen shots, we're yet to Suleiman or Tremble. Yet we're yet to say them play that game and say, "This isn't my day. Let me be a facilitator." Yeah. And and as we look, as we go week for week, you're starting to notice a trend where one of those two, if not both of those guys, are having a horrific shooting night, while the likes of Jake Layman is five for six, four for seven, four for seven. Two for three, you know what I mean. Whereas, like, dude's shooting sixty and seventy percent from the floor. Yeah. But before he's getting less shots in a game than these guys are getting in three trips down the field. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. I, I like to say, man, I, we could talk about it. It's easy to say about it and what should happen and need to happen, but it comes with leadership. That's a plain and simple, man. And and, and unfortunately, it might be a situation you are who you are. <laughs> like, you know, it's hard to adjust. Can you- you've been you, you didn't play what 26 right. 27 games can you well make, it's not mid-season man well, it's almost past mid yeah so at this point <laughs> in the season as a coaching staff you pretty much say hey this is our formula we're just gonna ride with it or is it possible to say hey i'm looking at this and you know as of right now jake is you know jake needs more touches let's let's bring up some more of these jake plays or is it just too late in the season? To no, it's never that? too late. If you're a coach, man, your aspiration is to win a national championship and trying to figure out how we can get out of this slump. And you're looking at – and I remember, I never forget this, man. And uh, like I say, that's why, you know, I, I like Coach Turgeon. He's doing an excellent job, man, recruiting, man. He got this team. He got Maryland back on the map, man. I love it. He got him in the top ten. But like I say, I played for Coach Gary Williams, man. What I love about Gary Williams, man, I never forget this. It was a moment – some of you guys might never – um, um, remember the kid Danny Miller, but when I was before I got to Maryland, Danny oh, yeah. Miller was a McDonald's All American, mm-hmm. one of the top first McDonald's All American, yeah, one of the top players in the country, man. And then when I came in and everybody tried to, who's better, Mouton is gonna steal the piss, but I'm not that type of player, man. I'm always the type of team player come in and help a team, and I want to win. The bottom line, whatever it needs to be done, I want to win. Mm-hmm. So by saying that, I came in, Danny Miller started a couple of games, whatever it may be. Then eventually I ended up taking the start position. Then Danny Miller transferred. No, before he transferred, okay. he was in a slump, and then his confidence started going right, down. Right, right, yes, And then, yes, yes, then, yes. then, you know, what happened to Danny Miller? But you know what, man? Coach Gary Williams, man, like I say, as a coach, man, I always respect him for what he did, man. He encouraged Danny to, 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 Help us out. And he actually played down at point guard just to get him involved, man. He actually designed some plays to get him more involved and see if he can get him out of his slump and help him, you know, build his confidence up, man, and see if it, that'll help him be a part of the team, man. And, you know, sometimes, man, coach would never do that, man. Coach would never do that. And I'll never forget that how coach ran some plays, actually pull him at point guard to make him have the ball in the hand to see if you help him out with his offense and with his confidence. When your t- your team was obviously built, let, let's just how did it, how did the Chris thing come about? I know he because he came out of nowhere. Chris. And obviously, it's Lonnie and um, 
Juan's team. And then down the stretch, there was a couple of games where Chris, I don't know if he became the focal point of offense, but it seemed like he found a way to get Chris the ball more. And there were games where he's, you got the ball yeah. more. And yeah. again, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it was Blake at the point guard who's not a shoot first point guard. As a matter of fact, he's a shoot dead last <laughs> yeah. point guard. You, yeah. you know what I mean? And to the point where I guess that probably made Gary's job ten times easier. Man, man, uh, it, it's as simple as this, man. The, the guy, Steve Blake, when he first came, he was a grown man as a teenager. You know, oh, I, I, witty, smart, tough, non-athletic, not fast. But he knew his job. He came in, man, Coach Williams, man. I mean, whatever Coach Williams told me to do, he ran it. Uh, perfection, limited turnover. And like I say, you got four guys on the court at one time can all score the basketball. And he always trying to fight. And, and, and one thing about Steve Blake, what I love about Steve Blake, if wine's on, he finding wine. If, if Lonnie making basketball need, he gonna find Lonnie. He's running. And one thing about like two play, uh, flex, uh, 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 X, whatever he, offense need to be run to get certain players the ball. That what Steve Blake does. And that's I'm what he will do. We're not seeing that. And, well, and for well, the first time Mello since... Melo is a, is a, is a sh- shooting guard. Yeah, he's a, a shooting, shooting guard. First point guard. Exactly. For the first time since you guys left, I can say all four, all five of these guys on the floor can score. Yeah, they can. They, they absolutely. all can score. And and they're all... I think Stone and Carter are, t- are tuning their games back tremendously. Yes. And so, as a matter of fact, I think everybody, with the exception of, of Melo, is tuning back, is being asked to do a lot less. Because yeah. all of these guys can score. Like, yeah. you, they're not... You know, Dodd is a role player. The rest of those yeah. dudes are legit. You can throw them the ball and they can score on their own. Absolutely. So it, it looks like now we need, and I don't know if it, it might, I don't know if you can just ask Mel to change who he is as a player. Obviously, that's not going to happen. And, you know, I, I don't know what we do now. Do you just let him shoot his way out this slump or at the expense of the team? Where's Melo's draft stat, stat, uh, stock at now versus last well, year? Well, right now, man, I'm going to be honest, man. Melo, man, don't even worry about no draft status, man. Uh, what's going to happen is, and what I noticed by playing basketball and being part of a lot of winning teams, when you're winning, winning the right way, yeah. everything take care of itself. Yeah. The whole NBA, and I know, like I say, people don't, fans, people outside the basketball, people watching the game, they have no clue what goes on to a young teenager that have an opportunity to play professional basketball, man. You got people at the university in your ear. You got these fake mentors. You got these fake summer coaches mm-hmm. you got these fake friends everybody's want to give you all this type of advice and mellow if i can have you here for a second man and talk to you man number one thing you need to worry about is your team all right your team because because me as a player and you as a player you already know the most important thing is your family is your teammates and your coaching staff so if you focus on that man as a team and you come out and do what you're supposed to do and play the right way what y'all been doing 75 percent of the time Last year and this year, everything is going to take care of itself. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I feel like, you know, like, I, absolutely, you, you're preaching the right message. As of, as of the way <laughs> I didn't know I was playing, a preacher. <laughs> as the way he's playing right now, the only thing that I can see that would boost his draft static or put him back on that flight would be he needs a deep run. Maryland yeah. needs a deep run. That's with, the only way, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Like I told you before. That is the only way. I'm looking at it. And I'm always, man, I'm always looking at the draft status. I'm always looking at it. Just because I'm nosy, I'm trying to figure out this whole, you know, uh, media thing and everything, man. And, and that's the, the bottom line. Melo or whoever on this Maryland team will ever want to get drafted high or whatever, they have to make a D-run because the ex- expectation was on him 
from the start of the season, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. So everybody told well, Melo and him to get a good one. You got three potential first-round draft picks. And that's the only thing. Like I told you before, man, me personally, I ha- they have to make it to the Final Four. That's just the bottom line. Based on other college teams and based on the way the season been going for college basketball, it's no real dominant teams. And Maryland has the, the athleticism. They have the, the pieces. They have the body, the bodies to do it. So, you know, they have to make it to the Final Four. Which – which I at this point almost seems impossible unless they let us play the tournament games at Comcast <laughs> or for whatever. Else yeah, back then with Lefty right? Giselle, you know, Maryland had always has a region at the University yeah, well, of Maryland. That's the only because we don't because <laughs> outside of when we play on the road, no matter who it is, we play down to the competition. Yeah, and you know, and like a, like my coaches always tell me, man, if you ever want to be a great team, and that's how you find out if you're a great team, you play at the same level, don't matter who you play, and a lot of good teams play down to their competition and unfortunately right now man Maryland just and it's NCAA tournament man it's going to be crazy even the Big Ten tournament is going to be crazy so just like Lonnie came on the show a couple weeks back he has made a great point and I sit here and think about it he absolutely right when this conference tournament come around it's going to be a great idea on how the tournament's going to do in the tournament because it's like a you know one game elimination situation and you never know we'll see no, we have to uh, – where we are today, we could easily play ourselves into a one seed. Yeah. And we could be all the way down to a fifth seed. Yeah, I see. I, I mean, see Maryland I see Maryland as low as a fifth seed. I can see that because right now we 10, and I can see we get a couple lows. We could be a fifth seed. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, and, and, I can and, see and that. the one seed is right there to be taken. Yeah, too, exactly. We, we have we have Purdue Um, we have Purdue this weekend. Yeah. We, face, we still face Indiana on the road. So we got we got two ranked teams to play on the road. You win those two, and if you win the Big Ten tournament, oh yeah, which number one, you be the number one seed. I guarantee. Is because the bottom line is whoever win the Big Ten, I guarantee is going to be number one seed because it's probably going to be Maryland, Michigan State, or Iowa. Iowa. Whoever win, guarantee because we wanted them Big Five conferences, whatever you want to call it. So whoever win the Big Ten, I guarantee is going to get a number one seed. I'm I'm gonna ask you this question straight up. Big Ten tournament. Let's see what your answer is. If Maryland is still in the ACC, where are we right now? Um, I think we're probably in the middle of the pack. I mean, I think, I think number one is gonna always be North Carolina because we already lost to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Number two, I would say Virginia because Virginia. I mean, they even they lost last night, but they're a great team. It's the ACC. They're beating. It's 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 a tough conference. Yeah. And then I would say, uh, probably Miami. In Maryland, and then you know Duke. Because the reason I Maryland be a top five team in the ACC right now. Where do you think we would be nationally? I don't think we'd even be ranked nationally. I think we would because you you have so many opportunities just to play a ranked team. So well to lose. I know (laughs) I know how you are, Mark. But you just as much you have an opportunity to lose, you have an opportunity to win. I mean, if you can't if you can't beat Minnesota on the road, it just happens, man. Like I told you, we you talk about this earlier, man. We lost. uh, Florida State, man. Florida State, when yeah. I played, Florida State had no chance of making the no, tournament, abso- man. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. And again, it's a road game, man. And like I told you before, obviously, Maryland is not 500 on the road, but they lose two games on the road. So they're way above half. And I told you, if you win all your home games and go 500 on the road, you always got a chance to make the NCAA tournament. So where we at right now? Maryland has how many losses in the Big Ten? Four losses. Mm-hmm. One at home and three on the road. They lost three road games? 
Yeah, they lost to um, Wisconsin. They lost to North Carolina. And they lost to uh, Minnesota. North Carolina in their conference. I thought you said road game. No, conference game. So they're 11 and 4. Right. And so they've lost to Wisconsin. Yep. Minnesota. Was it Michigan? And oh, Michigan no. They, State? No, they lost to Michigan. Uh huh. Michigan State. Yeah. And Minnesota. Lost to every school we play with an M. <laughs> Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Milwaukee. <laughs> you know, Wisconsin is, you know, whatever. Was, like, that, that's what we do. Okay, we, that's we what it is. To, they lost three road games and one home game. That's what make it 11 and 4. So we right where we are, you know. So. Thank you, Mufan. Yeah. Right where we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, the, the bench thing. Second place. The, one, the, one, the one win out of first place. It's a problem, place. man. It, it's, it's it a is. huge problem. I mean, you know, and the, the problem. Like now, I take that back. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say it doesn't look like it's getting better. There was some life uh this weekend yeah. off the bench. There was some life off this bench. And it, it now the the numbers aren't gonna jump out at you and say that fire. But there was there was a uh spotting from people on the bench. Uh Brantley had um we saw him uh make make a big shot, you know, and like you said, we hope that you can build off of that. Um Megan's hit a shot or two. And, you know, you, all you can do is hope. But it, it was it was the first time in a long time that it looked like we were getting contribution from not only the bench, but from more than one player off the bench. Yeah, and that's what you can ask for, man. I, hopefully, you know, it continues. I mean, you know, you. I mean, the bench, if the bench can give us 12 points. 12? Yeah. I'm just asking. I'm asking. 12? If, if the bench can give we're us. We're not even getting 12 points for the week. I know. The, I know, man. Bench. But if we can get 12 points from the bench, man, that is a championship caliber uh, uh, rotation. So, you know, you got a long way to go, man. Uh, 12. I would, I would be ecstatic with 12. Well, me too. That's why I'm asking <laughs> I mean, for it. Like <laughs> so we got three, we got three games left. And then we got the Big Ten, uh, conference tournament. So if, if we're not, if we're not gonna, we go have to win two of the next three games to, to stay where we need to be to have a, cause I like to say, man, I'm gonna be honest with you again. Um, it's, me, Maryland has to be a number one or two seed to go deep in the tournament. I agree. Because the tournament yep. is all about matchups. Yep. And if they fall to a fourth or fifth seed, it's going to be tough, man. Yep. It's going to be tough because the NCAA tournament, I mean, the NCAA committee, they always find these weird matchups, you know. And I guarantee, I guarantee you, Mark, I bet, I bet the house on it. I hope the NCAA tournament is not listening to me. <laughs> that somehow, some way, they're gonna put West Virginia back in their bracket. I guarantee. No, but I guarantee you. Watch, watch. I'm telling you, in these next three games, if if Meekins or Brantley doesn't step up and prove to be a scorer, I, I'm, I, it's not gonna happen. But God needs to come back in the starting lineup, and one of these players needs to go to the bench. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm not so. Me personally, I'd almost right now at this point. I'd like to see Jake Lehman go to the bench and, and let him run with the second unit and let him get yeah. more shots. If, if that, you know, and it, from a coach's standpoint, learning how to think about ways to get, like you said, to get people shot. Yeah. You see it in the NBA all the time. All that, the time. You know, they take a starter and put him up. You've yeah. got guys like J.R. Smith, they made a career out of like, yeah. no, I'd rather. Go I mean, the number bench. one guy for years, and I see this guy play for years, he could be a starter any day, anytime, anywhere. Jamal Geno- Crawford. Oh, okay. Crawford, I was going to say Ginobili. Big same, time. Same, Ginobili, same too. I mean, you got a list, but number one dude, yeah. man. 
Nah, absolutely. Jamal Crawford. He's been a six man since he got in the league. I mean, the dude give you maximum buckets in in limited time. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) And if if Jake Lehman is going to be out there with the first unit and not getting shots, or and likewise Robert and uh, Carter too, if Carter's going to be out there with the first unit and he's and he's not going to get the same amount of shots, then why not let Dodd get out there? Yeah, you said you go. Okay. Then if if you say no, no, but if if you if if Dodd is going to be out there. And we can keep him out there in the starting lineup and hide him, and then let one of these guys come off the bench. You have to do it, Mark. Man, I'm I'm in total agreement with that, man. You need some firepower or some scoring off the bench. Um, um, like I said, we had we had committee uh, diamond in the starting lineup. <laughs> I don't know if they was listed or not, but we committed it and uh, we said we agreed that Diamond Stone should be in the lineup. But obviously, you got all your top five players at the, in the in the lineup at one time and there's no bench presence and nobody's scoring off the bench and just get stagnant yeah yeah so you, you i don't know you know like i said coach turner doing a great job first you know in the top 10 or whatever but long term i think we got to figure something out man and get one of them guys coming off the bench man i mean you need some scoring off the bench you need a momentum change you need uh get one of them guys more involved because all of them i mean the Maryland starting five is the best in the country, one of the best I, in the country. I don't man. disagree at all. That's what I'm saying. So I don't disagree at all. You need all. one of them guys to come out and bring some firepower, man. Well, this week, uh, before we get out of here, because we only got one game this week coming yeah, up. It's a yeah. uh, big game, big game. We we got to finish up strong. Like yeah, you said, we to, talk man. about that Florida State game, and like yeah. you said, you guys were beat up, and then that's where everything changed after that exactly. game. Exactly. So let's hope that this Minnesota game was their turning point because – I actually like what I saw against Michigan. Yeah. Um, if we can get a good win at Purdue here, I think that'll be huge. Then we got Illinois, and then we finish up at Indiana. That's two ranked teams yeah. on the road. Um, we we need both of these. It's it's it, and we need to at least make it to the finals of the Big Ten tournament. It's it's time now. It's time. It's time. Mello, we need him to step back up, come back to what he was at the beginning of the year. If it's going to happen, it's going to have to start happening now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Three games, man, and uh, like I said, me personally, man. I would love the Terps to go in 3-0, but you're playing two ranked teams. And, both and, on the road. Yeah, yeah, both on the road. I would love to be in 3-0 the last three games. But if they can go 2-1, and one, beat one of the ranked teams, or beat both of them, who knows? It doesn't matter. But, you know, they still got a chance. Plus, they're probably going to get a share of that Big Ten regular season championship, Um, you know, and then going into the uh Big Conference, a Big Ten Conference tournament. Uh, like you say, I would love to see Maryland in the finals, man, because that'll give them a more energy, mm-hmm. more excitement, and get them ready for the. Because the more games they play, the more uh, experience they're gonna have. So, absolutely. So you know, right, well, that's what I'm looking forward to. Year, so, uh, make sure you check back us with us next uh, week. The games are getting more and more important. There's less games. Yep. Uh, it's time to get that resume together and try and work towards getting this one or two because if it's going to happen, like you said, it's going to have to happen from that first to second seed. Yeah, we're not exactly. going into the tournament with a four or five seed. It's not going to be a good look for us. Nope, it's not. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's show. Please make sure you check us out uh, next week. And go Turks.